until you're in an amusement park as long as you have a dime left in your pocket. You're a wizard, Harry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Universal Unleashed. Uh, so excited to see you guys. My name is Justin. I am one of your hosts today, and we are coming to you back-to-back episodes. Uh, we came to you just on this previous one with the reintroduction of Universal Unleashed, a sideshow of DDP today, uh, talking about everything that will be coming with this podcast, and we're super excited to come back with you again. This originally was an idea to do this about every two to three weeks, but there is some big news coming out of Universal, and so we are here to talk about it today. But I can't do it by myself. I've got to have some buddies to help me out. And I'm going to go first to who was with me on the first episode, the great Mr. Dan Rossi. How are you today, sir? What's going on? How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm doing really well. Looks like you've been busy, but uh, thank you for taking the time to jump on today. Oh, yeah. When I heard the news come out today, I uh, I was very excited to hop on. Awesome. Uh, Well, we had to bring in someone else. Someone who started this show with me years ago, and then because of COVID, we I think we did three or four episodes, and then we said, ah, you know, we'll bring it back at some point, and we decided, hey, we're just going to recreate Universal Unleashed altogether. Uh, the great, the powerful, the one, the only, Mr. Mike. How are you, buddy? Good, fellas. Good. I was extremely excited to hear from you today that we were going to do it, but I was even more excited to see Dan, because it's been quite a while since I've been able to see him, chat with him, and uh, especially talk Universal stuff. So when you gave me the opportunity to jump on today, and when you heard Dan was going to be here, it was I was I'm there. I cleared my schedule for it, so... Well, one of my favorite things about Universal is Halloween Horror Nights. And just today, we had Halloween Horror Nights, the first speculation map drop uh, from Horror Nightmares on Twitter, at HNN, or at HN Nightmares uh, on Twitter. Go check them out. They are fantastic. Um, And so I got with the guys, and I said, listen, right now, we need to jump on, and we need to talk everything that we know so far about this year's Halloween Horror Nights. boys hey first off let's do let's go through this uh all three of us were able to do halloween horror nights last year for hhn 30 little different dan and i kind of discussed it a little bit on the first episode mike that what last year was your first experience with halloween horror nights i was there by your side or i would should say hiding behind your back uh for most of it um what did you think man what was your uh, your experience with that uh, I had high expectations for what it was going to be, and it lived up to those expectations. Um, the the crowd, the vibe, the, the way people got involved in it, the production value that was put into the actual uh, sets. You know, where we get to see all of our you know our favorite Halloween character scares, and uh, I, I thought it was really really good. Uh, they did a great job considering it was kind of post COVID. You know, and, and the world's going to be a weird place when it comes to restrictions and being far apart. But I think that. Using what they had, they did a fantastic job, and uh, I was truly impressed. I, I'm so impressed, and I want to make sure that part of my schedule this year, I get it in somehow, some way, some shape or form uh, to be able to do it again because it was it's definitely worth it. If anybody's ever on the fence about it, 
I highly recommend it. Well, the one thing, too, was I'm excited for you to see, both of you, I'm excited for you to see HHN without the plexiglass and without the mask um, because it gives away such, like, the scare value of some of those jump scares that you get in those houses. You know, if you see the plexiglass, you kind of know what's there. It was a great introduction for Riley. You know, I've got a a nine-year-old. She's going to do HHN for the first time this year. Um, Now, I will say this. Let me preface this with my kid is different than most nine-year-olds. My kid is not a scared kid. Like, she she likes haunted houses. She likes to be scared. She started watching Walking Dead at, like, five. Um, Some of you are judging me as a parent. That's okay. I understand. Uh, But she's going to rock HHN this year. Um, But she did it um, not last year, but she did the two houses during – uh, shutdown. They had already finished Bride of Frankenstein, and she did that, and they already had Tooth Fairy finished, so she did that. And because they had the plexiglass, it really was kind of a cool introduction for her because she kind of knew there was a barrier in between, and even at age seven at that time, she was like, all right, go, I, I can do this. I can enjoy this. But guys, we got the first speculation map. for. You know, it's exciting for me. As someone who's done HHN for almost two decades, um, this is something I look forward to each and every year because I've got to give um, Horror Night Nightmares all the credit in the world. They absolutely crush these speculation maps. It is, I think, one of the most fun things with planning HHN. Look, we're in March, and we're already looking forward to September. Um, and now we can look and start to kind of dream and, and think about what might be the houses and the scare zones and all that good stuff. Um, so not only did we get speculation map today, though, guys, we also got the dates um, for Halloween Horror Nights announced. Uh, it looks like Halloween Horror Nights is going to start on September the 2nd, and it will be running September the 2nd through the 4th, the 7th through the 11th, the 15th through the 18th, 21st through the 25th, 28th through the 30th, and then end of October, it, we're really going to ramp it up. We're going to go... Uh, the 1st through the 2nd, 5th through the 9th, 12th through the 16th, 19th through the 23rd, and then the 26th through the 31st, really closing the month out in a huge way. Uh, also, we had single-day tickets released. We had vacation packages released. We had RIP tours released, and we also had Unmasking the Horror tours released. So lots of amazing stuff coming out of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, before we get into the the map itself, Mike, I want to uh, chat a little bit because you mentioned you want to make some time to go to Halloween Horror Nights again this year. I think it's become something that you and Dan want to do each and every year. And Dan and I uh, are working and planning on doing a DDP Today Universal Unleashed group night at Halloween Horror Nights this next year um, that we can all get together, massive group, celebrate. We'll do some shirts, uh, have some drinks, go through the houses. Maybe we'll do um, an RIP tour or uh, an Unmasking the Horror tour. Have a good time, ride some attractions. So I definitely want to see you there. It would be so much fun to have you uh, down there as well. Is that something you'd be interested in, bud? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no matter what I got to do, you know, job-wise, I'll rearrange my schedule for that for sure. Yeah, Dan, it's uh, it's going to be a blast. I mean, it's when you start looking at all those dates – and, you know, mostly it runs Thursday through Sunday. Um, there are a few Wednesday dates in there in September, and then there's all Wednesday through Sunday dates um, in October. Uh, and then one Monday date as well with uh, October 31st falling on a Monday. So uh, lots of opportunities for clients to go down to Halloween Horror Nights this year. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Like last year I went with my my 15-year-old, and I think it's just a different experience because uh, – like I, I'm really looking forward to doing a group trip with a bunch of adults because uh, you could be you could act a little more like adults <laughs> on that trip. Where with my 15 year old, I had to kind of kind of coax him to go into something yeah. and kind of 
I don't know, hold his hand, so to speak, because he, he was not super excited about going through some of those houses. So I think the, uh, the idea of going with a bunch of adults and having a good time is, uh, I, something I can't wait for. Yeah. I'm excited to see Riley's, um, experience with, with the, with the actual park itself and walking through. I mean, she's a, she's a weird kid, man. She just isn't afraid. Like the kid does not yeah. get scared. It's, it's crazy. Um, we went, uh, what, what's it called? Zip lining. Yeah. And there was like these grown men and they're like, uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And Riley's like, I'll go first. She's like seven at the time, eight at the time. And I'm like, you're just a straight up psychopath, you know, and I love you for it. <laughs> so I'm excited, man, for her to, her to get yeah. there. Um, so with that said, let's dive in to the uh, event itself. And look, let me preface this with whenever Horror Night Nightmares does a speculation map, it is that. It is a speculation map. There has been nothing announced officially for Halloween Horror Nights uh, 31, 2022. We do not know exactly what houses are going to be where and what houses they're going to be. But I will say this as someone who's followed this for a long time. They put out, you know, four, five different speculation maps. By the end, they absolutely nail it. I mean, they absolutely, they are amazing. They get maybe one or two off, you know, each year, but it's if that. I mean, they really do narrow down what we might see in this event. Um, so we're going to start off with uh i'll tell you what let's start off at at the very beginning um with the first house that they have they have said and that is universal monsters the mummy versus the wolfman we have seen bride of frankenstein we have seen some of the universal monsters come into play in the uh, events here in recent years i i love the universal monsters and i like that they throw back to the you know what really created universal as a whole you know universal is the birth of horror whenever it comes to uh the cinematic adventure but bringing them now into hhn and really introducing these characters to a new generation you know coming from the 1940s 1930s and then you know we had a few remakes throughout the 90s and early 2000s um you know you have brendan Fraser's the mummy uh you had uh the wolfman um, starring, uh, oh, what's his name? He's he's super old now um, and super famous. Michael J. Fox? No, no, no. You're back in day. Now you're back in your day. Now you're back in your day. Um, uh, um, uh, what is his name? Uh, he's an older guy. He's uh, been in everything. He's in Legends of the Fall. He's the dad. I got nothing. You got to help me here. How can I not? People are screaming right now. Anyway, Mike, look that up for me. Um, he, he played in it. Um, and man, this is this is crushing my soul that I can't think of his name. I, for some reason, I keep going Antonio Banderas, but that's that's not that's not it at all. So anyway, when when was the movie? Um, it was when was the movie? Let's see here. Um, Anthony Hopkins. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, how do you not think of Anthony Hopkins? What is wrong with me? I'm having issues. The reason is we're recording during the day, and I'm not always on, on my game. So uh, Anthony Hopkins did was a part of that remake as well. So, But it's cool to see them bringing these into the parks. Uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you. You did Bride of Frankenstein. You kind of saw how they brought Frankenstein and the bride to life. Um, what's your thought on this first house? Are you excited, not excited? What do you hope to see? I'd love to see the uh, throwbacks. I think the throwbacks are awesome. I really like The Bride of Frankenstein. I thought they did a really good job with it. Uh, the Mummy is one of my favorite rides over in Universal. I mean, they do a fantastic you know, job with that ride. But the, the throwback to the old school stuff is absolutely 
it's great. I like it. I think that they picked two good characters to do that. What I'd rather have seen maybe Mummy vs. Dracula, you know, as a, as a as a head to head over Wolfman. Wolfman's pretty cool, uh, but I th- I think they do a good job, and I'm glad that they honor that and kind of go back to their roots when it comes to hitting the uh, the old school stuff. Dan, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I, I'm I'm right on board with Mike. I love the throwback, you know, old horror movie monsters. So and, and and actually going into last year with the Bride of Frankenstein, I, I was kind of unsure whether or not I was going to like that house, but I ended up really liking it. I thought it was really good. It was done well, and you know, I love the Mummy, love that ride. Uh, Wolfman, I don't know. I guess I could kind of take or leave, but I know Universal always does a great job with those original houses. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's look, it's yeah, I, I'm excited. I think it'll be good. I don't. It's weird because the Mummy's one of my favorite attractions at Universal. I don't love the movies. Like they're okay. Like they're not they're not fantastic. So it's I don't think the mummy is as scary as like Dracula or like Frankenstein, you know, but also these houses too, it's weird. Like if you've never been to HHN, I think you guys can can back me up on this. HHN's changed over the last decade. HHN 10, 15 years ago used to be a true scare event, and that's what it was based on, was complete fear. Now, HHN has turned into more of a experience of walking through these movie sets almost. Like, I mean, the detail and the story they put into them is fantastic. There's not as many jump scares. It's not as scary as it used to be. But the way they tell the story is great. And I think that certain houses really lend themselves to telling the story. I think this will be one of those. I don't think this is going to be one of those real jump scare houses. I think this is going to be one of those walk through, be a part of the story, and and you know it's going to be an absolutely beautiful house. I think I really do. You agree, Mike? Yep, I agree. Um, let's move on to an original. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between original houses for those who are new to HHN and those IP houses, intellectual property houses that that are brought in. Most of the time, Universal does a very good job with having half and half. They kind of do five. If they have 10 houses, five intellectual properties, and five with uh, original ideas that the, that the team brings in and, and creates. Um, the first original property that is being speculated for this year is called Seaside Village. Guys, we have no idea what this means. No clue. Um, there has been some houses in the past uh, where you had a water element to it. They did a very good job with it. With Seaside Village, I mean, we don't. it's hard to say if what we hope to see because we could see anything. Could it be mermaids? Could it be, you know, uh, I mean, you never know. Like the, the whole story. I don't know if you guys saw the new season of American Horror Story. Did you all see that? No. Okay. So it's kind of a half and half season. The first half of the season takes place in a seaside village. And I'm not going to give away spoilers, but there are these creatures that it's pretty much like you can take a pill. And if you have a um, a talent to bring to the world, like it will make your talent come to life and you'll become very like the best at it. So like if you can play the violin and you're t- really talented, the violin, you take the pill, all of a sudden it just expands your mind to the fact that you can go out and you're the best violinist in the world. If you're a writer, like you're the best writer in the world. Um, if you're a podcaster, you're the best podcaster in the world, right? If you don't have that talent, you turn into these like mind numbing, just zombified creatures that feed off of flesh, and it takes place in the seaside village, and um, it's you know it, it's pretty terrifying. So I know I would be a mind-numbing zombie, so I would be <laughs> walking around if I took the pill. Uh, but 
I don't know what we're going to see. With just knowing the name itself, Dan, what are you expecting out of Seaside Village? I don't know. Like That's one of them that's – right now it's not anything that I'm super excited about. Now, once they come out with some details – Maybe it'll it'll spark a little interest. I mean, it's I mean either way, I'm gonna want to go through all of them. But right now, it's 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 not one of my top ones that I'm looking at on this map. Mike, it seems easily forgettable. So, I, but I will say that we have seen some of the original ones done a really good job. Like I think the pumpkin one was a, was a fantastic one this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I, on name alone, I'm not crazy about it. But what they actually do with it. Let's see. Like I said, if you, if you saw that, you know, the name of the pumpkin one that they had last year was, you know, eh, it's going to be a pumpkin house. Big deal. How scary could pumpkins be? I think it was one of the best decorated and best houses they had there. So uh, on name alone, I'm not too excited. What they actually can pull off, we'll see. All right. I am going to ask you guys at the end of this, too, to rank uh, from your least favorite to your favorite. So keep in mind. Uh, as we go through the, what I'll be asking you at the end so we can try to put these in order for what we're most excited about to see. Um, I feel the same way about Seaside Village. We'll see what they come up with. Sometimes, whenever it's the houses that I expect the least from that I get the most from. And that's the unique thing about HHN. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if that stays, what they do with it, and uh, if that's the original that'll be in that place. Um, let's move to to a Netflix original. You know, Universal has a very great working relationship with Netflix right now with bringing Stranger Things into the parks uh, for Halloween Horror Nights. And now it looks like, according to the speculation map, they may do it again with Fear Street. Um, For those of you who don't know, Fear Street is a Netflix original. Uh, There are three parts. There's part one, 1994. Um, Then there is part uh, two, 1978, and part three, 1666. Um, Part one is uh, about a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. It says, welcome to Shady, Shady Side. I have not seen these yet. They're on my kind of radar to see. I wanted to watch them during Halloween and kind of got caught up and, and missed the opportunity. So I need to go back and watch these sometime. The characters themselves look pretty terrifying whenever you look at the characters in it. And I also like that you know, it goes back in time. It looks like on the last one, you're probably going to figure out where the where the curse begins at. Um, I don't know. You know, it just says that it's going to be Fear Street. It doesn't say Fear Street Part One or Part Two or Part Three. We know with Stranger Things, they did it by season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we get out of that. Uh, when I say Fear Street, first let me ask: Have either of you seen this yet? I have not. Nope. Okay. Nope, I haven't seen. Uh, it. Mike, with that said, we know. Uh, you did not. You were not able to do a Stranger Thing, a Stranger Things house. Am I correct? That was not last year, was it? No. No. Okay. They, they did the haunting at Hill House. Haunting at Hill House. Yeah. So you can kind of see what they do with these with these properties whenever they bring them over. You know, from from these streaming services. Uh, Mike, with that said, would you be excited for this? I mean, now we get now we're getting some real scares i mean we're getting some real terrifying content this is what i'd like about hhn i like them to push the envelope i want it to be gory i want it to be scary i want the jump scares and i want the characters to be scary fear street where you stand on that one 
Well, I think that's good. I, you don't have to be really involved into the because they have the original ones too, and you really didn't know the backstory on those. So similar to the Netflix series, even if you're not invested into it, it's not like you're picking up a chapter in a book in the middle of the book and you have to carry on from where it was. You're not lost. You can just enjoy the moment and even take for what it is because there were a couple of houses that I went to last year that I didn't know the previous backstory because they were a Netflix show or you know a movie that I didn't see. Um, so that wasn't the usual things that I knew, but it was fine because they did such a good job at the house. And I have a feeling that they'll still do a good job at the house, even if you don't know the whole backstory or recognize any of the face characters. You know, the thing too, and I was kind of explaining, you and you and Jay and I went through um, the houses and I was kind of explaining it to you guys because a lot of the houses for 30, their backstory was HHN backstories. You know, you had stories that were told in previous Halloween Horror Nights, you know, dating all the way back, or origin stories for certain characters um, that were that were put into the houses. So I was kind of explaining those backstories to you guys before we would go through these houses. And, and you're right. I mean, you still... I think that's where Universal's so good, though, is they're great at the storytelling aspect that you don't have to be, you know, uh, an expert on this stuff. You can go into it blind and still really enjoy... Uh, what the house is bringing as far as the story goes. Uh, Dan, Fear Street, where you stand? Uh, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. I've never seen the show, but like Haunting at Hill House last year, it's not it's not a movie that I saw, but I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm more the one that likes to see like the 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 murder character mm-hmm. as opposed to like the zombies and you know just you know another one of these houses with like different animals and stuff like that i don't really get scared by that but with with like brutal murders from 300 years ago that that kind of really you know makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit so i think that could be a house that you know kind of gets me a little bit so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one yeah i'm really excited about fear street i hope it's i hope it's i hope they go all out on this one i you know what else i really like guys is whenever they put out stuff like this is it gives me homework to do before I go to the event. I normally do the event at least twice this year. I'll probably do it three times. Um, and it gives me homework to do to go sit down and watch Fear Street and, you know, go back and watch The Mummy, watch The Wolfman, you know, and, and really kind of dive into the stories before I go. Because the fun part about doing Halloween Horror Nights more than once is then once you go through looking for like the little things in the house, like the little details that you're not going to see the first time you go through. And that's where HHN's really good at hiding those little, those little, you know, uh, nuances throughout the house with, with especially with a, a, something like fear street where they bring over from Netflix. Okay. I got to come to Mike. So Mike and I are, uh, I don't want to call us gamers cause we're not really gamers, but we like to game. Like we like to play PlayStation. You know what I mean? Like we played some PlayStation last night, played a little call of duty, um, hanging out. I I can't tell you guys how excited I am for this house. I think that if this stands, I think that there are this is going to draw people in to HHN that have never been before. A lot like Stranger Things brought in a crowd uh, to HHN that had never been before because they were Stranger Things fans. I think this will do it, and that is The Last of Us. For those of you who don't do not know what The Last of Us is. It is a uh, video game. came out in 2013, and it is about this guy named Joel, and he is um, this smuggler, and he is tasked with taking this girl named Ellie uh, across kind of the United States to to safety, right? It's this post-apocalyptic world with mutants and zombies and, and like, people infected and, and 
people are cannibals. It's it's absolutely crazy what you have to go through. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. I have a hard time with my ADD sitting down and going through these storylines, but this one is so good and the story is so well done that not only have they done a second one now, but uh, I was able to play my way all all the way. This is the last game I played all the way through. Um, Mike, did you play The Last of Us? Because it's 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 a fantastic game. No, I haven't. The only game similar to that that I played was Silent Hill. I never okay. played The Last of Us. Yeah, um, The Last of Us, you need to sit down. You would really enjoy this one. But, Dan, you mentioned for a second that you were um, that you were excited about this one. Um, did you play The Last of Us? I did not. Okay. Uh, you all, and, you and, guys and I, have homework, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, I, I mean, my kids play video games all the time. I think I you know, know a lot of video games. I've never heard of this one, so that's, like, weird. So is it a really popular game out there? Extremely popular. Extremely yeah. popular. Because I think um, that's super smart on Universal's part. I mean, because, like you said, that's going to draw people in that may maybe not have thought of going to HHN. But if they love the game that much, they're going to want to come check it out. I was trying to see some numbers on it. It was released 2013 for for PlayStation 3 and then reimagined in 2014 for PlayStation 4. Um, I mean, as far as scores, like if you go down through all the people who kind of rate games, like 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10, 8 out of 10, I mean, five stars. It has a 98% positive review. It's the fifth highest rated PlayStation game ever. Um, and it's, it's really, I, I, I mean, I agree with that. It really is that good of a game. And here's the best part. It's got some really terrifying characters in it. Like it's got some scary parts in it. Like if you're playing this game at night, a lot like Silent Hill, Mike, or, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Resident Evil. I remember playing Resident Evil when I was younger and you play it at night and you would be wearing headphones and you'd hear something kind of coming up on your right side and, you know, creeping up on you. This has got some of those characters in it. So, and they could really do a good job, I think, with a house because it's this post-apocalyptic world where everything's decrepit and falling apart um, of, of creating a, an environment that you're walking through that's just terrifying. So I'm really excited. Good on Universal if this is the case that I – look, we've been screaming for the last few years to bring in some games, like so, some, some video game aspects – to HHN. And now if this stands and the speculation map, you know, is correct, like I said, just speculation, none of these are announced, but if this stands, I think this is going to be one of the biggest houses of the year. I really do. Cuz now you're drawing in that younger crowd and now they want to go they want to go experience what they played. So, super excited about that. Um let's move on to I'm going to skip around at the very end cuz there's a couple that we are familiar with and I want to hit those last. Um let's go on to what will be an original house. Um, if it stands, and that is the Curse of Pandora's Box. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Pandora's Box is, Pandora's Box is an artifact in Greek mythology connected with the myth of Pandora in Hesiod's works and days. Uh, he reported that curiosity led her to open a container left in the care of her husband, thus releasing physical and emotional curses upon mankind. With that said, Dan, what do you expect out of this house? Well, I... I haven't done a ton of research on this, but I thought I read somewhere that they had a house like this at Universal in Hollywood in like 2018 or 2019. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect, but again, like this this seems like it could bring out a lot of jump scares just with uh, with what you described there. So 
I mean, like I said, I, more information will come out as, as we get a little further along, but I, I can definitely get on board with this one. Well, it just says she releases physical and emotional curses upon mankind. That leaves such an open door to really any type of fear that you may have. You know, that's that's Jack's whole idea is Jack preys on your fears, whatever they are, you know. And we'll get to Jack and, you know, if we think we'll see him again this year or not uh, towards the end of the episode. Um, but I think they could do a great job. Also, look, I like any house that takes me back in time. I would love, love if they took me back, you know, to um, like ancient Greece, you know, walking through these sets and having these terrifying creatures coming, uh, the, you know, having the opening scene of this house with Pandora opening the box and, you know, things are happening. Then all of a sudden you have to go through this hell, you know, uh, of, of, of a house just with terrifying stuff left and right all through ancient Greece. Mike, is this something you'd be excited about? I think it's cool. I think it also opens the opportunity. Now, I know they're a little limited with space because we've been in the houses. The houses are actually pretty big and there's some pretty elaborate sets. With the Pandora's box, obviously you open the box and something happens. What if they had a different house? What if they set it up different than any other house where you come in and you have the option to either open the box and go down one path or not open the box and go down another path? And then the house could lead different ways. So every time you go, you could go through the house one way or go through the house two, a different way. You could go through the house twice and get two different experiences. So you open the box. This is what happens. You don't open the box. Maybe somebody else did. And because you didn't follow the rules about opening the box or whatever it is, this is the path you took. So with that Pandora box thing, maybe they could explore changing the houses up a little bit. I like it. I like it that I, I th I'm going to take it a little different way. I like it. If you open the box, you go through this hellscape of just agony and torture of being terrified by all your fears. And if you don't open the box, you go through and it's just butterflies, rainbows, happy sounds, they hand you <laughs> churros and beers, uh, you know, pizza fries and, and all the good stuff, turkey legs. And you just, you you know, kind of go through and there's just happiness all the way around. You know, uh, I think that's the better way to go. I think they should do I don't that. I think that's going to happen. I think I would go to the right every time. I'd be like, I just want the happiness. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you just don't know. Does it stand? Is it still here at the end when everything's announced? Who knows? But if the Curse of Pandora's box, of course, I will do all houses. Um, it's one of, the, one of the ones I will definitely be looking forward to just to see what they do with it. Um, let's go to another original, guys. This one interests me because I had to do a little research on this to figure out exactly what it was. I've heard of it many times, but I've never really known exactly what it was, and that is El Chupacabra, um, an original house. For those of you who don't know, the Chupacabra, uh, which literally means goat sucker in Spanish, um, is a legendary creature in the folklore of parts of the Americas with its first purported sightings reported in Puerto Rico in 1995. The name comes from the animal's reported vampirism. The Chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats. Physical descriptions of the creature vary, with some describing it as more dog-like, um, particularly in the southwestern U.S., while most others describe it as reptilian and alien-like. Some report it as being a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of its tail. Uh, with that said, Dan, El Chupacabra sounds like uh, we would be getting lots of either dogs or reptiles jumping out at us left and right. Where do you stand? I, that's not my scary, you know. Like I like I said, I like I like the uh, the, the the mass murderers. I like the you know the 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 scary big characters. Not necessarily this. I mean, like I said, I'm going to give it a shot. And I I've been surprised before when I went to HHN last year 
with some of the houses, but this one is definitely probably near the bottom of my list. Uh, I feel the same way. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be my type of house, if it stands, um, but it's, for some it might be. For Mike, it might be that for you. I like the idea that you don't really know what it is. You know, there's kind of been interpretations and there could be a lot of different variations of what it's going to be. Would it be the top one on the list like you guys said? I don't think so, but at least it gives them a little bit of creative palette to kind of do what they want to do because they're not stuck to a mold of what a character is supposed to look like uh, because it's been all, it's never really been seen. It's kind of like the Bigfoot or like the unicorn of something. Uh, you can kind of make your own interpretation of what it is. I think it gives them a little bit of flexibility, but uh, it could go either way. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Look, like I said before, sometimes the houses I'm least excited about give me the most. Look, the pumpkin house last year was the greatest house of Halloween Horror Nights. Like for me personally, I think Mike that stands for you. Dan, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, honest. Well, I'm you know I kind of like was excited about that one to begin with because I mean when you think of Halloween, you think of pumpkins, and wasn't there like a pumpkin head horror movie? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. years ago. So I mean I I definitely saw the 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 potential with that house, and like you said, the way they decorated that, especially like going in where they had all the those arch. pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, it was it was incredible. So yeah, that was definitely my favorite house. Yeah, I I, I agree 100. percent So um, let's move on. I'm gonna move on to the one I'm not real certain about. So. This is something that Universal has been trying to do, or actually has done, um, but has really been trying to bring in, I think, on a yearly basis. And it kind of fell through last year. Last year, they were supposed to have a Billie Eilish house. Um, they are trying to bring in like musical acts to, to, to HHN. We saw it a couple years ago with Rob Zombie um, having his own scare zone. Uh, and, and, you know, that's... That that worked, it really did. But I think Rob Zombie fits HHN. Um, one, it's you know, and look, this is all bias, man. I'm, I'm a Rob Zombie fan. I like Rob Zombie. When they said they were having a Billy Billy Eilish house, I thought, what the hell are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, is this really what 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 this is going to be uh, for now on? This year, we are having the speculation that we are going to have the weekend house. Um, for those of you who don't know, The Weeknd is a uh, Canadian singer, songwriter, musical artist. Uh, for those of you, look, I mean, he he's massively successful. You know, we're talking Grammys, Billboard Music Awards. Uh, he's got, you know, MTV views. Like, he's got all this stuff. I think most people know The Weeknd from maybe the worst halftime show that's ever been performed at a Super Bowl. And now they want to bring it in with a... Halloween Horror Nights house. Now, let me say, this is where I think that when we talk speculation map with HN Nightmares, I think they have a lot of, there's a really good chance of this happening. Because like I said, they've wanted to bring in these musical acts to HHN because I think a lot like The Last of Us, a lot like Fear Street, it brings in people that typically may not go to HHN every year. It brings in a different crowd, and that's a huge step you know, towards, towards making the event even more popular. I didn't know anything about The weekend, So I did a little research, and I went and I watched a few of his music videos. Now, when I first saw it, I hated this idea. Have you guys watched the music videos at all? Dan? I have not, but the only thing I remember is is the Super Bowl halftime show, which I really didn't enjoy. But if if you look at like some of the the video from there, like there were some spooky looking dudes with white masks on, and like it seemed like he was almost going through a maze with like lights and mirrors, and 
I mean, oddly enough, I I think this house could have potential to be a little scary. Just just if it if it kind of follows that that whole process of of you know those characters with the white masks and the in the like the the maze kind of feature to it, you know where you can't really see where you're going because there's mirrors everywhere. I think it could be really scary. Yeah. Um. They. I looked up some some of his videos. There are some terrifying creatures in his music videos really yes um his music videos are a lot darker than i expected i really challenge you to guys and and you know you listening to go check out some of these music videos it's not my kind of music i don't really enjoy it but i can understand why they're going that way you think i think man it's a horrible analogy i think michael jackson he's not as talented as michael jackson by far but I think Michael Jackson thriller, but scarier. He's got some pretty terrifying characters in his in his music videos. So, Mike, with that said, where do you stand on this? It's funny you said that because Michael Jackson was one of the first like big name entertainers that came to my mind in the whole thriller thing. Obviously, uh, I could think of about another twenty, thirty bands that could fit that mold, other than The Weeknd. Um, is he even popular now? Like, is he big in the charts? Are they trying to get that crowd? You know, like, are they trying to get the young crowd to come in? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big fan of his. I don't know his music at all. Um, it doesn't impress me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm least happy about that one out of all of them. Like I said, as a, as a heavy metal fan from the '80s, Rob Zombie fits the mold perfectly. But you have so many other good bands that could fit that mold, like Iron Maiden. You know, mm-hmm. the Eddie, the big huge monster. I mean, so many of their, their characters. <laughs> yeah, Slipknot. I mean, there's, there are so many other bands that could really pull that right. off in a real good way. That you know, you're going to have that horror crowd that's really going to want to go for that. So eh, we'll see. I'll have to take you up on what you said and check out some of his videos, but uh, I'm not impressed by, you know, some scary masks. I'm more into the the backstory stuff on, you know, some of the other guys like Iron Maiden, Slipknot, you know, Gore, whatever, King Diamond even, you know, some of those old school, uh, you know, horror guys. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm, I feel the same way. Um, but let's get into the last two. Because these last two are known to just about everybody. And I'm going to start with one that is probably the most popular uh, IP out of all these um, coming to HHN. And we have seen this character many times over at HHN. Um, he was here not too long ago. And um, I got to tell you, it's he's my favorite uh, scary movie character. He terrifies me more than all the rest. The last house they did with him, I was ex- extremely disappointed. Um, in the house. So just to tell everybody, sometimes the ones you're most excited about are the ones you get the least out of, and that is Halloween. Um, we do not know, guys, which Halloween. We don't know if we're getting remakes. We don't know if we're getting, uh, you know, the original. Like, you know, they've done the, ori- the, the, the original. They've, I would love to see, like, Halloween 5. I think that's a really scary one with, with Jamie and, and her in the attic and she's in the coffin and she's going, Oh, uncle boogeyman, you know, don't, you know, and just, it's just a terrifying, um, terrifying scene. I, I, I don't know what we're going to get with that said, Michael Myers is the type of character that I do enjoy seeing at HHN. I like those mainstream horror characters, Dan, I think you agree. And I think that's where you stand to, that whenever you see a Halloween pop up as a potential, you get excited. Now, with that said, what Halloween are you looking for? Are you wanting a Rob Zombie remake? Are you wanting the God, please don't let it be Halloween Kills. That was the worst Halloween movie ever made. The fact 
Have you guys seen Halloween Kills? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. think I've seen that one. Okay, go watch it and then throw your TV away because you've, you've done a disservice. At the one point, there's a cl- there's like a, a, a group of people out, right? And they're, they're going, well, we're going to go kill Michael Myers. And, <laughs> and people go, oh, I don't know. And also this one guy starts going, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. And everybody starts chanting it as they go through. Sh- I'm like, this is the worst thing. Jamie Lee Curtis filmed for two days on that movie because she's only in like two different locations the entire time. She's in like the hospital and then like one other thing at the very it's it's so bad. And they filmed that movie here in Charleston, South Carolina. So it's like ugh, I really want it to be great and it was so bad. So anyway, I hope with that said, my tirade's over. I hope we get an original or an earlier Halloween. Uh, well, now Dan? hold on. Yeah. I, I, I hope that it's not Halloween 3, the season of the witch. See, I do. I, I would love I for it to be Halloween that. 3. I would love no. that. I would absolutely no, love that. But you know why it won't be? Because there's no one that knows that movie. <laughs> I appreciate that movie. I own that movie on iTunes. I don't know. It's, it's not... Uh, it's, Is it just uh, because again, it doesn't have Michael Myers in it that you hate it? Yeah. Well, and again, that's not my kind of scary. It was like a, like a microchip in all of the all the masks that it's like a mental. It's like a mental melt, scary. Melted everyone's face off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would I would like to see a Rob Zombie house again. You know that would that would be really good. And I know they've had other Halloween houses in the past. I've I haven't been you know lucky enough to see them. So any Halloween house that's going to have Michael Myers again. Michael Myers is my scary Halloween horror movie. Guys, so I I'm super excited about this one. I mean, it it's it's definitely the one I'm looking more can, the most forward to. Can I give you my disappointment with the last Halloween house? And it was just a couple years ago. Yeah, the idea of Halloween, and this is where I think the newest Halloweens really just crushed the whole mentality of what made you know Halloween such a scary movie. Is when you talk about the originals and the early ones, the scares weren't so much Michael Myers. The scares were the unknown. So as you were watching the movie, there'd be a shadow or they would open a door and you would think he'd be there, but he wouldn't be there. You know, and that built up the anticipation throughout the thing. The last house we that HHN did, it was Oh, Michael Myers. Oh, Michael Myers. Oh, Michael Myers. Hey, there's Michael Myers. Hey, Michael Myers. Hey, Michael Myers. Hey, what's going on, Michael Myers? Hey, there's Michael Myers. Hey, Michael Myers. Hey, Michael. Oh, it's by the end of the house, you're like, Oh my gosh. He's everywhere. This guy's busy. This dude's, this dude's running around. You know what I mean? Like, he's right. everywhere. And I wish they would do a house and let the anticipation grow. Like, walk yeah. through these things and just have shadows. Like, just have sounds. Like, make it a dark room, you know, with just a closet with a light on and then have a sound on the other side of the room. Like, you don't, I don't, I don't need Michael with a knife standing in every corner. Right. You know? I just want some. I just want. I want to walk through and have that. Oh my gosh! Isn't isn't? And then when he finally comes, that's going to be terrifying, because you finally get that scare. And that's what H H. That's what Halloween was so good at back with you know Jamie Lee Curtis back in the the seventies is is you don't even see Michael until late in the movie. You know what I mean? Like you don't get that true Michael Myers feel until later in the movie. So um, I really hope they lean that way. I think the, the one of the scariest parts of Halloween is is the soundtrack that it is that dun, I mean dun, that's dun, what's dun, scary. Dun, I mean, dun, if yeah. I play that in the house, my wife will be you know screaming in the background. Turn that we off. We should try that. We should try. I that. don't want to hear that. <laughs> we should she try hates that. it. Ringtone. Yeah. She absolutely hates it. 
What was it the one time I was on with you and you were playing something and or what was it you you played something and she was screaming she to turn it off? Was it like Picks of the Week or it was something? I don't no, know. It was it was it was a long time ago when you guys did a DDP show where it was it was after the show was over and you and Riley were singing and you kept singing <laughs> and singing and singing and singing and I, I think I was like painting. I want to say I was painting one of the rooms downstairs and it was just playing in the background. And finally, from upstairs, she starts screaming, "Turn that stupid thing off!" So it was it was pretty funny. I'll get her. I'll get her the remix. It'll be good. Um, Mike, <laughs> Halloween. What do you think, man? Uh, Halloween's one of my absolute favorite movies. Uh, to be able to go to Halloween Horror Nights on actual Halloween and see Michael Myers in person, I think is very cool. Um, did you watch any? Talking about the whole scare thing and about you know the anticipation. Did you watch the movies that made us on Netflix? Yes, and I love the Halloween episode. Right, and they were talking about the fact that even the first episode, the first Halloween movie, there's hardly any blood. There was no, no blood there was or no gore blood. in that there movie. Was no it was just a matter no. of there was just it was all just the anticipation of what was going to happen, the scary boogeyman in the closet kind of thing. So I think you're right with all of that. Uh, I love it. I hope they do a good job with it. I was very happy with Texas Chainsaw Massacre this mm-hmm. year. I liked it. It's one of my other favorite Halloween, you know, old school movies that you know Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, Jason, that that whole genre of my '80s kind of horror movies. So to be able to see Michael Myers on Halloween or right around that time I think it'd be very cool so I definitely hope that they keep with the uh, Halloween Michael Myers yeah this newest Halloween Halloween kills he kills like 11 people in the first four and a half minutes and there's just blood everywhere and you're like what are we doing like this isn't all of a sudden he's just some like he was always a calculated psychopath not just a raging psychopath you know um so yeah, I, I really hope we get that I, I'm excited I, I love Halloween it really is my favorite I just hope they don't do what they did with the last Halloween house, because it was a little much. There is such thing with a haunted house as sensory overload. Like, you look, if you've never done HHN, and if you're going to do HHN, one, let me give two things. One, don't go on Halloween night, okay? Yes, it would be cool to see Halloween, but the the wait times are stupid uh, long. Um, two, if you do, make sure to do an express pass. They're expensive, but they're worth it. Mike and I did one this past time, and being able to walk right through the line is fantastic. You're going to experience sensory overload. I tried to get the first first time I went last year. I did I did not do Express. I went in September. It was Katie and I and Dave. No, was Dave with us this past? No, he was two years ago. Um, Katie and I it was just us and our friends Michael and Veronica. And we get there. We know how to we know how to do it. We've done it multiple you know years and events. We get there early. We get into the holding pins. We knock out three houses before really the gates even open. We did 14 houses throughout the entire night. That's, that's rushing. Like that's even at one in the morning, like move your butt. Let's go. Let's get to the last one. Come on, come on, come on. So we did multiple houses twice. You are going to get to the point where you have such sphere sensory overload that nothing will scare you at the end of the night. With that said, those, that's the best time to go through your favorite houses again, because you can really, you're like, Oh, Hey, Michael, I just wanted to see what's over in that corner. I wasn't looking over there because you were over here last time. Oh, cool. That's a throwback to that movie that, you know, that most people would never notice they put in there. So um, Halloween, I'm excited about it. Now, the last but not least, 10th house uh, on the speculation map for Halloween Horror Nights 31, and that is The Evil Dead. I love, absolutely love the 1981 film The Evil Dead. Sam Raimi. Uh, with the great and powerful Bruce Campbell. Um, I love this movie, 
It's one of my favorite scary movies. They did a, such a fantastic job with it. I even uh, like the sequel, uh, Evil Dead 2. I love Army of Darkness and the quirkiness and craziness that it has. Um, we saw uh, our buddy Bruce uh, coming into Halloween Horror Nights a few years ago with the show aspect. You know, they have the, the new um, Evil Dead show that is on. Uh, and that was a really fun, fun house. But I hope they take it back to the original, absolutely terrifying 1981 Evil Dead uh, movie and make it such a crazy, uh, 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 scary house that that people are going to love. Mike, the Evil Dead seems like it was right up your alley, right up your time frame. You see this movie? Yep, I've seen it before. I've, not a lot, but it's definitely been on my playlist when I watched it when I was younger. It was one of those um, movies like... Um, I spit on your grave. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what else? There was a whole bunch of other ones that came out around that time. You know, um, Sleepaway uh, Saturday camp. the Fourteenth. What's that? Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, the, <laughs> that that that's when the 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 Jason Freddy Krueger movies were really popular, and a lot of those movies were coming out. But that one really stood. That one really stood up pretty well because that was a that was a, a pretty gory movie at the time, and, and I really liked that one. Are you excited about this house? I am, I am. I just hope that they do a good job with it. It's kind of like, I know how you have good expectations because you love the movie so much. Hopefully, it's kind of like meeting your favorite celebrity or somebody you love, and all of a sudden, they don't like you or they wind up being a jerk in person. So uh, hopefully, they do a good job with this so that your your image of this particular movie isn't tarnished. Yeah, I hope I hope they do. I hope Ash, like I hope they get some great um, scare actors to play Ash, and he comes in, and, and you get those just terrifying characters, you know, with the just evil spirits you know breaking i love the fact i hope they make it a, the cabin like you walk into the cabin we kind of saw it dan with um with uh you know we walked into the house this past year with um you were just mentioned earlier like i said i'm going brain dead today um i love the series on netflix help me haunting at hill house there we go thank you haunting at hill house when you entered the actual house itself, there was the facade of the house. I hope they do that same thing, and you're going yeah. into the cabin for this. It would be a lot of fun. Are you excited about this one? Yeah, you know what? In in, in this kind of, like, I guess when I'm sitting here looking at it and thinking about it, I think if they do an original Evil Dead, then they have to do an original Halloween. You know, just kind of do mm. two throwbacks. Because, I, again, I think those are the best, like... When I mentioned Rob Zombie with Halloween, I loved the look of Michael Myers in the new the new Halloween. But like you guys said, the the original Halloween had had more of a fear to it, and more of a scare to it. And I think that's would be good with Evil Dead and Halloween. So, again, I, I think if they're going to do it, I like the originals. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, those are the ten houses, guys, that are speculated. Like I said, none are guaranteed. We may not see any of these. We may see some of these. We may see all of these. You never know. Normally, we do see some changes, though, but it's good to talk speculation map. Uh, I do want to say the scare zones, they have not put out anything on the scare zones yet. Um, we'll, I guarantee we'll get five scare zones like normal, be in their normal spots there. Um, my, I, I, that was the one thing I was a little disappointed this past HHN with, especially for being HHN 30 was the scare zones. Um, for it to be your guys' first Halloween Horror Nights, I think that that was probably my least favorite collective uh, grouping of scare zones that I've ever seen. Um, normally, they're they're a lot better. Um, did you guys have anything like? Did, did you have any thoughts when you were walking through the scare zones? It's hard. It's hard for me because guys, I come from doing this when it used to be terrifying. You know, like I, Mike, we went from one night doing HHN to the next night going over to SeaWorld and doing their brand new event. 
you know, Hallow Scream. And that was more of the scare zones I'm used to with literally them jumping out of bushes and, and you know, it being more scary. Um, where the scare zones here were more, I feel, I feel like they've gone more Instagram ready. Like they're like, oh, let's do one for the gram and let's take pictures. And I'm like, come on, just be terrifying again. Like even the chainsaw people, be terrifying. Uh, Mike, what was your thought on scare zones this past year? I thought that they were placed well, and obviously they need to be there. Uh, I don't have a comparison to go to when it comes to HHN because I haven't been there for the other ones. Um, I think you're right about the, you know, it's for the magic shot kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, look at us kind of thing. Um, I did like the SeaWorld aspect of how they would run up and skid by you and drag their hands on the ground. The sparks would come up. So that that had more of the scary stuff. Um, I like that. I wish that they had that more at Universal. Um, I understand, you know, I, I don't know if it was a COVID restriction or whatever the case was but uh how they weren't more so up in your face but i it had to be there because it was nice to have the streets decorated they were and it gave a really cool effect when you were going from house to house when you weren't waiting online when you were going from one place to another it had that nice atmosphere uh and it kind of got everybody in that festive halloweenish mood so i liked it but i think like you said it definitely could have been better and hopefully they'll uh maybe loosen the restrictions up a little bit more and maybe have a little bit more i don't want to say hands-on but a little bit more up close and personal yeah so we are universal show but i gotta give SeaWorld their credit we went this was the first year they did um howl scream at SeaWorld, and man was that a great event they only had four houses um now let me preface this it is they know their niche they know what they're going for SeaWorld is much much more adult um when you first walk in there are dancers and there are costumes and there are shows that are made for adults they are not made for uh, the young kids, if I was uh, Dan, one of your boys, and got to go to Hallow Scream when I was younger, I would have never looked at the world the same way again. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> um, so it's, but it's if you're look if you're an adult or maybe a teenager, an older teenager, dude, Hallow Scream does a great job. I mean, they're doing it again this year. They um, they they got some of the talent from past Halloween Horror Nights, uh, some of the creative talent. Um, Patrick Brailer went over to Hallow Scream and is working that over there and did such a great job with the first year and now to have to be able to grow and build on top of what they've already done um mike and i we can both attest it was a really fun event and i'm planning it again this year um i will once again um if we plan a group trip i'll plan to do back to back i'll do hhn and then for anybody who wants to join me the next night at hallow scream we'll do that because it really is a ton of fun um well that is that we talked scare zones the last thing to talk about is they are projecting that marathon of mayhem the show will be back um guys i have never I, I've got to admit something to the H to the, to the HHN community out there. I never saw Bill and Ted. I am a horrible really? HHN lover. I I you know have gone for you know two almost two decades. I never sat down and watched Bill and Ted. I was always so into the houses and into the food and the drinks and the scare zones and, and all that that I never sat down and watched it. And it was funny when we went two years ago and Marathon of Mayhem first showed up, uh, we sat down and uh, I remember I was with uh, Dave and Melanie, and uh, you know I think they maybe knew some people that were in the show, or you know I know Melanie really loves the show, so she wanted to see it. So we went and we sat. I've I had so much fun. I had so much fun watching Marathon. I guess it would have been last year watching Marathon of Mayhem. It was absolute blast. Because uh, it was last year that Dave was with us when Katie was with me. It was an absolute blast. I loved the show. I loved the music. Um, Mike, you and I had a little bit, 
a little bit of a different experience. We had the smelliest people that I've ever smelled on planet Earth in front of us during the show. I remember Jason was trying not to vomit the whole time as we were watching it. But with that said, Mike, did you enjoy the show? I love the show. I actually watched it again on YouTube when I got it's home. That good. I liked it a yeah. lot. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, it was good. And uh, watching it on YouTube doesn't do it justice because I've seen it in person, but um, definitely cool. I would love to see that again uh, with less smelly people in front of us. <laughs> I've never smelled someone like that in my life, <laughs> ever. I mean, it was horrible. It was like, you know, really bad. Was it a hot I spent a good night? portion of my career working on garbage trucks, <laughs> and I've had garbage trucks that smelled better than that guy. It was terrible. It was, it was so awful. Bad, man. It was so bad. Dan, did you see the show when you went? I did not. You know, it, it, like I said, I was with my son, so like time-wise, it didn't really line up any time we were going to houses. You know, I know there were different times of the night that they were playing it, and I was trying to, you know, match it up, and it just never happened. Just because we were trying to hit as many houses as we possibly could. Um, but it's something I definitely want to hit this year. Yeah, I I highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Um, So with that said, guys, that is uh, HHN for this year. Um, I am super excited about it. With that said, Mike, I want to get your least excited to most excited. So my least excited, I'm going to say, is probably going to be the weekend. Yeah. All right. And then my most excited is probably going to be Halloween. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. And I said Marathon of Mayhem. I meant Nightmare Fuel. Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Um, that was the show. Marathon of Mayhem is the water show, the projection show that you see on the lagoon. So um, that's been projected. So um, I got those two mixed up. So let me correct myself. They have not announced Halloween Nightmare Fuel, but I think we get that back. So um, we did not sit down and watch Marathon of Mayhem, guys, um, with the with the water show. So I just wanted to, wanted to get that in there. Did I interrupt you, Mike? I'm sorry. No, it's good. I gave you. I gave you my my. my blue, did you want the whole list, or you just wanted the? Uh... Yeah, get the whole list. Let's go ten to one. All right, so ten to one. So I would go. My worst would be the weekend. Then I would say El Chupacabra. Then I would say the Pandora's Box, Underground Creatures, Seaside Village, Mummy, Evil Dead, Last of Us, Halloween. Did we skip Underground Creatures? I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, I don't remember going over that one. All right, well, let's talk about that real quick before we do it. Underground Creatures, it's an original house. That's all we know about it. Um, I mean, Mike, you lived in, in, in New York for a long time. I'm sure there's some underground creatures around the city that are terrifying. That's probably the worst. What would you, <laughs> what would you think, about, uh, think about a house like this? What would you expect? Um, I, like I said, with an original with an original palette they can obviously go a lot of different ways with that i'm not sure what they're going to do when it comes to are they thinking like zombies like like a race from the dead kind of thing like you know from being underground or you know people that have been or maybe people that have drowned i, I don't know i mean they could go a lot of different routes with the undergroundness uh, are they talking about you know the subway creatures that we see on a very regular basis uh you know some of those kind of zombies we see kind of walking around in a trance but um like i said with a clean palette, I'd like to see what they can do and what the, what the projections are when they start to put some of the details out about the house. I like it. Uh, Dan? Yeah, un- until I get a little more information on what the, the backstory is on this, I'm going to kind of hold out a little bit. I mean, I'm not super excited, but, again, it, it has some potential. But, again, not, not, my, not in my wheelhouse for scary. Uh, go and give me your 10 to 1. All right, number 10. Let's see. what do I, I, Chupacabra is probably the one I'm least excited about. Uh, underground Creatures. Seaside Village, uh, Evil Dead, and then Pandora. Number five, Mummy. 
And number four might surprise you. And again, I think it's just the, the, the idea, if they go by that Super Bowl show, is I have number four, I have The weekend. Uh, Fear Street for, I'm sorry, Last of Us, number three, Fear Street, number two, and then Halloween, number one. I like it. I like it a lot. Mine would go, um, I'm going to go El Chupacabra, number 10. I just don't know anything about it, and I don't know, that's not my kind of fear either, Dan, um, with having characters like that jump out of me. Um, number, you know, I, I got to put some of the originals a little higher because the originals tend to be some of my favorites. Um, number nine, I'm going to go with Pandora's Box. Number eight, I'm going to go with The Weeknd, although I think they're maybe surprisingly good. I think they could do a lot with it. Um, number seven, I'm going to go with Seaside Village. Number six, I'm going to go with The Mummy versus The Wolfman, actually, um, coming in there. Number five, I'm going to go with probably, oh, man, what do I have left? Let's see here. Oh, I did that one, did that one. Underground Creatures at number five. I think that might be have some scary... Uh, scary aspects to it. Number four, I'm going to go Halloween, just because I've done quite a few Halloween houses. Um, and then number three, let me go with, man, this is hard, because I'm excited about all three of these. Number three, I'm going to go with The Last of Us. Number two, Fear Street. And number one, The Evil Dead uh, house. I hope As long as it's the original, I hope that's going to be uh, fantastic. So with that said, guys, uh, this is the speculation map. Let me give some shout-outs to HHN Nightmares on Twitter. Um, go follow them. They come out with some great content uh, all the time with, with Halloween Horror Nights. If you are interested in doing Halloween Horror Nights this year, we kind of announced those dates at the beginning of the show. Make sure to get a hold of Dan and I at show at awaywithmetravel.com. We'll get you hooked up. We'll give you some of that uh, inside knowledge if you've never been and uh, get you at one of the great resorts there at Universal Orlando. Get you some tickets in the theme parks. Talk about those holding pins. We'll talk about HHN and uh, really how to attack the event. Maybe get you an RIP tour or an Unmasking the Horror Tour. Lots of great opportunities to go experience not only HHN, but also the attractions. Look, that's another thing you don't talk about, you know, and I don't typically do during HHN, is you have the attractions open. Rip Ride Rocket, Transformers, Revenge of the Mummy, Escape from Gringotts, Men in Black, and The Simpsons all open for uh, Halloween Horror Nights. So with that said, guys, uh, I've had a blast. I love Halloween Horror Nights. I love talking it. I love talking it in March. Man, am I excited already. I can't wait for September to be here. We've got a lot of fun stuff in between now and then, but at least we're back on the map. We're back on the spe speculation map, and we are talking HHN. So thank you guys so much. Let's close it up. Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm glad I got to talk about this tonight. I loved going to Halloween Horror Nights. I'm certainly looking forward to this year. It definitely gets your blood flowing when you start to see the speculation on what could be. I'm, I'm more excited to follow along with this and see what actually comes to fruition. Dan? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I can't wait for more ma maps to come out. I can't wait for food and drink stands to come out. Because, uh, again, that's that's another part of HHN that I really enjoyed last year. So, uh, like I said, I just can't wait. And, you know, we'll we'll move forward. What I'd like to do is once we do HHN this year, we look back at our top ten and we reevaluate re re everything and see where we kind of ended up. Yeah, we can see where what stayed, what left, what's there, what's not. You know, um, that's the fun part with speculation maps. And um, like I said, none of this is guaranteed. The Universal has not made the only announcement came this morning at eight a.m. and that was the dates and the uh, tickets that were that were released. So um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. There's a lot of these I hope stay. There's a couple I wouldn't mind seeing going away, um, but it'll be fun to keep up with it. Uh, for our Universal Unleashed family, we appreciate you guys. DDP Today family, thank you all so much. We're excited to be back. We're excited to be back with the show. And uh, until next time, guys, we will see you in the parks. Have a good day, everybody. See you later. Have a good day. This has been YDF Media Productions.